I've had two interviews now on uh, Independent Streak. Uh, one with Savvy Sabs and the other with Gavin and Zach from Vanguard. And, and the really interesting oh, thing that I both forget. of them brought up was they're in the process of trying to kind of quote unquote take their show on the road, which to me is like brilliant that they're doing that. And, and also, God, why haven't more people done this before? I mean, maybe they have and I'm not aware of it, but it's like, why aren't we seeing more of that just to break out of the monotony of just okay. trying to look like every other political commentary show on YouTube? Like, like that to me is great. Like, yeah, get out to those small towns, get out to those places that no one covers, go talk with people and get them, you know, on your shows and things like that. Find those local problems because we're missing, like, I think because of like the way the corporatization of news has happened and the way the monetization of news has happened, you know, you don't, you're not getting as many of those great well, local stories. Well, you don't have newspapers. Right. I mean, my hometown of like 1500 people still has the paper. Mm -hmm. That's been there for like a hundred years, but most local papers slowly but surely have been closed because they got bought up mm -hmm. and then they just closed them off, mm -hmm. which is another one of those sort of, you know, large media conglomerates just buying up all of the competition and then saying, well, you can just get your St. Paul Press or you can get your Milwaukee Tribune. You don't need all these other ones. Yep. And then that is how people don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. They don't know what's the city council talking about. Those things are actually important and they don't always get through on a Facebook page. And you don't talk about them like they do a lot of bigger issues, which is why people on a local level don't feel seen by the media because they're like, you're talking about these top level issues. I gotta worry about what are, are my taxes going up next year? Do we need to get new plows? Do we need to do that? Like, things that actually affect their everyday day life. Mm -hmm. And I think kids like, you know, when you have people like the Vanguard guys and that, and you have these smaller groups, they can sort of fill that void. But it goes back to the SNL skit, two guys in their basement talking about- <laughs> Wayne's World. Wayne's World, yeah, right? Yeah, talking about music, yeah. And I'm not saying this just to be funny. It's the same thing though, but if there's a Wayne's world that's like in your area, but they're talking about like, okay, so they're gonna talk about this water thing and this and band's gonna be at this bar and whatever. And hey, let's talk to this person. Mm -hmm. Without, you know, without talk radio and things that we had in the past or local newspapers, I think that's where a lot of these podcasts and things can really take hold of people and, and really send them down the rabbit hole and, and learn more and experience more than they will just watching cable news oh yeah and 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 i think that there i think you hit the nail on the head there tab because i think that there there is a a a serious lack i would love to see i guess i'll say a lot more independent alternative media coming out of small town usa just focused on small town usa on that on their town on their hometown uh, rather than getting so seduced by, well, I'm going to talk about what Biden said today. Mm -hmm. Unless that's something directly affecting your town, you know, it would be cool to see an upswell of like folks just talking about their local shit. Yeah. Using the powerful medium that we have today, just focused on like, hey, did you see what our city hall did the other day? Did you see what this happened the other day? Did you see what the housing shit, like, so, you know, see what they're doing to like low rent housing, you know, on, you know, yeah, we John Doe Avenue? you know, some celebrity involved in some local thing for you to realize there's a local city council in that. 
And on the other side of it, I feel like there's some stories that cannot be told in like two or three minutes. Yeah. Sometimes they need 30, sometimes they need hours. And that's where I think documentary series mm-hmm. um, can is taking another, it's the datelines, it's that. It's like, no one's gonna watch the five minute version of the story. Mm-hmm. They wanna really delve into something on different levels. So I think somewhere between Vice and like history channels, World War II and color, <laughs> we can start creating content that is productive, that really opens people's eyes to certain things. But it takes like different levels. Not, I think the idea that like alternative media will fix everything. No, mass media will fix everything. No, no, this will fix everything. That's, that's an odd way to be. Yeah. It's well, an it, odd way to look at the world. It goes back to, I remember during the, the height of uh, everyone losing their minds over people getting, um, well, the term that was thrown around quite a bit was like censored, um, or you know, for people getting taken off of like Twitter or YouTube. Oh, deplatformed. Like deplatformed and things like that. Yeah. And well, look, everyone will admit, like, yeah, like the Google algorithm definitely plays havoc on like who pops up first in a search engine, things like that, yeah. or. Of course there's shadow banning. Of course there's all these things. But I remember I, I, I had tweeted out at one point saying, why do we give Twitter the power of our First Amendment speech? Why do we believe, yes, I understand everyone's on there. It's the easiest access to everything. I understand that argument. But we're still ultimately giving our right of free speech to this megalithic corporation in Silicon Valley and then giving them all of that and saying, well, they have all the power over me. And I, I remember kind of tweeting something out to the effect of, why do we give them that power? You know, why do we say that, oh my God, now I'm being silenced because I can't tweet anymore? Like, yeah, I get it, but at the same time, you're giving them so much power. There are alternatives to Twitter. There are a bunch of things, and yeah. There's a whole internet out there. I, yeah. I go back to the, you know, for some of us also being middle-aged, I remember way, way back in the day when, there was no Facebook, there was no mm-hmm. MySpace, there was no Instagram, there was none of those things. It was people at angel fire sites or something. Or, and that was all about maybe them and maybe it was a blog about gardening or it was whatever. And we didn't have words for that back then. But yeah. it was, you had to go and find it. You had to take the time. You had to listen to other people. Um, social media, like no one's owed Twitter. Right, right. You know, if I get kicked out of a bar because I said some stupid shit and I'm not allowed back in that bar anymore, I'm not crying that my rights are being taken away Mm -hmm. because it's a private establishment. I did not, if I did something that was outside of their rules of conduct, whatever. I think there is shadow banning. I think people do like, they do tend to like not let certain things come up to the top. But I think if you took every, you also have to look at it, like take all the, branding or anything off of your thing and just put it out there is it gonna rise anyway or is it because it's not really that great or you're not saying something that new Mm -hmm. you're just repeating what everybody else is saying Mm -hmm. and then complaining because tiktok or twitter or facebook or whoever isn't gonna let you buy ads or whatever not post on there and again it's like yeah but twitter's garbage yeah like you say it every day, you say it all the time. This is garbage. This, then why are you? And I don't know. Maybe it's a woman thing. Maybe it's a lot. To me, it's like every woman I know in that situation, 
it's like labyrinth. We're just like, oh, well, you have no power over me. Yeah. So when the bar tells you you can't come back because you threw your heel at somebody or something or started a fight, <laughs> you're like, you have no power over me. Mm-hmm. I don't like this bar anyway. Mm-hmm. Peace out. And then a normal person goes home and doesn't go back to that bar. Right. And right. Someone who has problems that are beyond something stands outside that bar and screams every day why you won't let me and you're taking away my rights. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, Twitter is a company. Yeah. They're companies. They're mm-hmm. private companies. They have the right. Mm-hmm. So no, your first your first amendment, your free speech right, that doesn't actually mean that you can say whatever you want anywhere at any time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, and I think I. And you're not fighting anything. There's a million ways that the U.S. government actually does get into our privacy and and, and restrict our, our First Amendment rights. Yeah. And nobody's talking about those. Nobody's actually looking at where it is. It's we might it might happen. I'm like it is happening. It is happening. It's already happened. Like I get the argument, of course. Like you know, yeah, but when you see like Facebook in bed with like the Atlantic Council and things like that, and like or, or you know getting pressured that will get rid of your monopoly if you don't do X, Y, and Z that we want as a, as a government. Like, yeah, those are direct things that should definitely be protested against and things like that. And, and, you know, vote the people out of office or try to do whatever you can to like change that mentality in government. But yeah, I mean, I, in, a, in a very libertarian sense, you're exactly right, Tab, that, that it's a private company at the end of the day. You know, it's one thing to tell a fucking chemical company like, hey, yeah, we're going to come in and regulate you because like the chemical you're making is fucking killing people. Um, can't regulate information. Right. That's you know, Nazi shit. Right. That's my problem is that everybody goes, well, how can we do this? But without being and you can't yeah. you know why you can't figure out what the moment is or what that thing is and what's what can we allow? What can't we allow? Yeah, because it's Nazi shit. You're trying to regulate information. Yeah, I believe that it should be like. Don't regulate information. Let information flow. At the same time, you have to be prepared that if you give bad information or unpopular information, you got to be ready for the fucking kickback that's going to come from that. And you or can't if you go crying somebody or, or you threaten somebody. That, like, hey, you, guess you can't what? go There's crying. Rules. You can't go crying and say, oh, my God, what are they doing to me? Well, you said stupid shit. Right. And like, nowhere in the Constitution <laughs> does it give you any protection from consequences mm-hmm. of any kind. Zero. I applaud you for saying your stupid shit because, hey, guess what? You're going to be the person that says stupid shit. Um, Great. But but don't ask me to have sympathy for you afterwards. Yeah, that's my problem. That's my problem with the whole, ooh, cancel culture. (laughs) Cancel culture. We're being canceled. You're talking about it a lot on a lot of platforms. So obviously you're not that canceled. Right. And And both sides are. Somebody's whole career over. How many people, how many women have had their entire careers ruined over, oh, we found some half nudes of you from, you know, three years ago. So we're going to take away your Miss America crown. Yeah. We're going to do this. We're going to do, oh, well, you're, here's naked pictures of you. Here's this. That's how they start to get you comfortable Mm -hmm. with then making rules to dictate Mm -hmm. how to do things. Yeah. Yeah. Roe v. Wade was about privacy. Mm Mm-hmm. And every dumb, quote-unquote, patriot who's standing out there going like, great, we saved the babies. I'm like, right, say that when it's your guns. Yeah. Well, when it comes to, like, speech and things like that, too, it's, I look at it like, you can't regulate information in what people say. No. 
You have to hold people accountable for what they say. And you have to give equal educational opportunities That's to the people big thing and too. access to information. If you want to fight quote unquote disinformation, that's a that, you can't put a band-aid on it and think that that's going to make it all go away. No. Uh, if you want to make people listen to Alex Jones and, and 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 say, "Oh, this guy's full of shit," well, that that involves critical thinking skills, and that that's something that has to be taught in school. That's something yeah. that like that's teaching people critical thinking, and you can't like okay yeah you can take alex away he'll find another fucking venue and his people will follow him in fact then it breeds in to what he's saying of like look how persecuted i am right and then the more you persecute somebody the more people naturally whether for good or bad will be like why are they persecuting this person and then they're going to tune in right it's, it's the old thing of like howard stern the people that love him listen for an hour the people that hate him listen for an hour and a half yep you know, the more you shine a light and persecute someone that you don't like, guess what? You know, and, and persecute might be the wrong word um, because, well, to me, it's different. Like when you when you take somebody off the airwaves, that's a level of persecution. But holding them accountable is much different than persecution. Right. You know? And I think that's where it is. Sometimes if you say stupid shit, people are allowed to say your shit is stupid. Yes. Yeah. And people are allowed to sue you for it. You know, right. That, and if you say something that defames another person that is patently untrue yes. and that that lie hurts another person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's illegal for a reason. Yeah, that's how we regulate. We have a court system that actually is designed to handle that. Yeah, you know, it rarely happens or lately. I feel like it's happened. A bunch of def defamation suits have been like, woo. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, you can't just say whatever you want and have zero consequences. Mm -hmm. You can't storm the Capitol on January 6th and have zero consequences. And that's all I hear is whining about yeah. there were consequences to my actions. Yeah. How which to me just sounds like pissy, rich kid behavior or something. <laughs> you know, it's like bone spurs right. and shit. It's right. like Jesus age Christmas tree. Like you're not the victim. Right. But at the same time, and I, I've said this to you probably 10 million times, you're probably sick of hearing it by this point, but the patriarchy hurts men too. Yes. And that's why the left has such a fucking problem with misogyny, especially the far left. Mm -hmm. It's why, you know, certain science things freak out dudes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, because it takes you out of the equation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If the robots are gonna do the heavy lifting, then what am I gonna do? Right. If my wife can make money online with whatever she's not going to need me yeah if they can make babies out of bone marrow they definitely don't need us and then suddenly it's like oh my god i'm like that's because the whole system has been set up mm -hmm. to make you feel like it's you're supposed to be mm -hmm. you're supposed to be in charge you're supposed to bear all that burden you're supposed to be the breadwinner you're supposed to have many children you're supposed suck to it up and don't be emotional right yeah. suck it up and don't be emotional don't talk about it yeah. And then you now you have an entire generation of young men who are looking around and saying, okay, but like, why are, why are all the dudes dying in war? Why are all the, why is suicide rate so high amongst young men? Why is this? Why do I feel like I can't do anything because it's so scary out there? And it's like, well, you should be scared. Yeah. Women have had to learn how to walk with our keys and our knuckles since we were kids. Yeah. You guys can be a little freaked out for a minute about what you say or do to somebody. And, and, and I don't think that's a far thing to ask, to say no. like, first of all, 
that system that's fucking you over, that's making you depressed and angry and bitter is, is a system run by men putting men in that position instead of sharing the weight of any number of things that we could be sharing in society. Mm -hmm. But we still want to sit and argue over, you know, whether or not I can get an abortion. <laughs> Why? Because it serves fundraising emails and we got to get this money because we got to beat the Republicans or the Democrats or whoever in the fall. <laughs> but it never really thinks about the, the explanation of like, why is this such a shit show? Yep. Do you feel that there's a certain aspect, and this isn't even on a political sense, but there's a weird thing in society, and, and maybe it goes back because, look, we're not that far away from from many of the feudal systems and the, you know that kind of thing of that nature, but there's a weird aspect in society where you can see people would much rather give themselves over to a authority figure or parental figure to make decisions for them than actually be faced with having to like make decisions themselves. Right. You know, and, and I notice that more and more. And, and it's not something that you can put into like just a right issue or it's just a left issue. It feels yeah. like a total, because I see it on both sides where it's like, oh, this makes me feel uncomfortable, makes me have to like put my own two feet in the ground and recognize something that I can't control or face the chaos that is life, uh, I would much rather have this strong man make this decision for me, or I would much rather have this institution make this decision for me, rather than try to cope and deal with this on, a, on an individual, personal level. Yeah, I feel that from about Gen X and back, mm -hmm. that is very true. Because yeah. if you were taught in that world of being like, here's a general, here's a leader, you follow that person, and then you pick the right side and everything's good. Just don't pick the wrong side. Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever that might be. Yeah. I don't feel that like from Gen X to now to Gen Z, mm -hmm. I don't think they do want that. They mm -hmm. don't want a guru. They don't trust the gurus. They don't trust that this one person's gonna fix everything. Mm -hmm. They understand that there are levels and things that layers that of things that need to be taken care of. And they're not afraid to like be like, I'll stand here all day and scream about it. You can't stop me because they do not care. Mm -hmm. I mean, they doxed the Supreme Court. <laughs> I mean, how can you not be proud of those kids? I mean, that's some like that's some throwing some tea in a fucking yeah, the Boston Harbor, the Boston yeah. Harbor shit right there when they were like, oh, you're just going to take away our right to privacy. Bing, there's mm -hmm. yours. How's it feel? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I don't, they don't, they don't have any respect for authority. Yeah. Well, and I don't know that we should. Well, authority's we lost our respect. Authority. Yeah. Well, and also institutions have lost our respect. I mean, it's if you. that way forever. Yeah. Before RT, before we ever did. Oh, gotcha. People don't have as much trust in media. They don't have as much trust in institutions, in any of it. Yeah. And that, been, that had been going on since... And, and that's not because a bunch of alternative journalists got on saying, hey, don't trust these things. That, that comes from the fact that all of these institutions or leaders or things like that have done things, media, have done things that are totally violated the trust of the people. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, it, and it's been that way now, you know, it's like my dad would say, it's like, you know, probably since November 22nd, 1963 is when you <laughs> saw this big shift. Not that it wasn't happening before then, too. I mean, you can go back to Woodrow Wilson and you can go back, you know, even yeah. further. But, um, you know, they have to earn our trust back. Yeah, and they do not, 
don't trust. And because now it's even you're seeing new things that you're learning about that, that they lied about 30, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. A uh, Netflix documentary called Meltdown by mm. Eve Davison mm -hmm. uh, is a really, really, really good look at that. Yeah. It is about the Three, Isle, three Mile Island uh, meltdown, almost meltdown. Yeah. Um, which was an event that I knew a little about. I didn't mm -hmm. know a ton about. I hadn't gotten into it. Because yeah, that was the late 70s, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And. Yeah. And what that documentary really shows in a brilliant way is everybody's lying to you. Yeah. Like when bad things happen. Said it's per, it's right. Personal like best. if the cor if, if if an issue is like the corporation, if there's a corporation involved, they're gonna lie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, if there's a government agency involved, they're probably gonna lie too. Yep. Uh, if there's media involved, they're just going to repeat the lies because that's what they do. They're going to repeat what they know because they don't know everything's a lie. Yep. And you really have to advocate for yourself in every situation because it will always take one whistleblower, one person, one mom, one group to get everybody together and finally do something about it. But that's mm -hmm. where I feel like there's this idea that if you fix one component, if you make government more trustworthy, if you make media more trustworthy, if you make corporations more trustworthy, that that's going to fix all the problems that we have. And and I just don't think that's true, especially when they keep thinking that people want to sit and watch three minutes, three minutes of a story. We need longer forms of storytelling in nonfiction, mm -hmm. which is documentaries, but I think there's it's a much bigger world than just your two-hour documentaries or your big stuff. We don't want less we want more yeah and it's a hundred percent and then they want a list of three books they should read about it and that's the kind of world we should be encouraging i hope people see the three mile island documentary because with how popular the chernobyl traumatic series was it was like yeah the russians are shitty but guess what yeah you know might not be on the same level of catastrophe but it came within an eyelash right and these you things know? happened because of these people that we put in charge at the top yep we're sycophants to people it's yes. why putin can be in his little wherever bubble he is thing that bubble he's and in. live in this world and yep. cause all this chaos and yep. and at the same time keeping every single citizen of russia and its partner states in a constant state of fear and mm -hmm. a constant state of economic turmoil mm -hmm. that to me is a poor leader yeah and yep. if you have leaders who are doing that, those are poor leaders. And that's the point. Like, you got to be your own guru. Yeah. You got to be your own. You got to think, what is the thing that I think is best for this moment? And not put our hopes and our dreams and everything into people. Because no matter what, they're going to be a little egomaniac. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They've either been in government for so long or been in corporate America for so long. Like, you know, it, Mark Zuckerberg, Biden, these people are not going to change the world. No, they can all. help facilitate changes, but there are very smart, dedicated, passionate, wonderful people who are solving problems on small scales. Yes. If you just allowed that information out and allowed people to have certain things, we, we could take away a lot of issues. It's like in a video game. Mm -hmm. you, you have a settlement and the happiness meter Yes. It goes up when you provide them with clean water, mm -hmm. enough beds, mm -hmm. a jukebox. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. 
And then suddenly they do it on their own. You don't have to right. tell them, be good to each other and you can sell things at good prices. They just figure it out. They figure it out, exactly, exactly. And most of us are like, we don't care. Most people don't care about all that high level intellectual mm. shit that gets talked about in Washington and everywhere else about yeah. how do we do this and what's the political movement and yeah, I think we all just have to be a little more honest and and just start listening to other people's stories because there's a lot of stories out there that'll make you understand a lot more about yourself. Yeah. Like yep. I've learned a lot more from other people's stories mm -hmm. that have been told to me over the last 10 years than than I than I than in the life I've lived. We'll finish it up there because I think it's a really great place to end. It's, it's always a pleasure sitting down and talking with you and thank you for joining us here on Jesse Ventura's Die First Then Quit and this particular episode of the Independent Street Podcast. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Thanks for having me.